This Cap Times podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Learn more at exactsciences.com. Cognac? Cognac. Cognac. Brown butter and cinnamon fat washed cognac. Cognac. <laughs> cognac. <laughs> Welcome to The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by The Capital Times. I'm your host, Lindsay Christians, food editor of The Capital Times, joined once again by my co-host, Chris Lay, archivist at Capital Newspapers. This week, Chris and I decided to do a two-part podcast where we spent some time drinking Christmassy cocktails at Miracle on King, the pop-up at Lucille at downtown Madison. Then we came back into the studio to talk about our favorite holiday cocktails. From Bailey's Irish Cream and mulled wine to peppermint schnapps in our Christmas morning coffee, hopefully we can give you some good ideas for your holiday celebrations this year. Give a listen. Cheers! Chris and I started our Christmas cocktail journey at the bar at Lucille in downtown Madison, where there's currently a pop-up running called Miracle on King. This is an entirely holiday-themed menu, and the bar itself is decked out in Christmas wrapping paper and dancing Santas, and it's just, it's a ton of fun. But because we were sitting up at the bar and bartenders were shaking cocktails and people were sitting down and talking next to us, I have excerpted the audio that we got from this visit and provided some explanations where they seem helpful. I have a snowball fashioned, which includes an actual snowball. It does. It looks like a snow cone for adults. I mean, snow cones can be for adults, too. (laughs) Can they? I've certainly had snow cones as an adult. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to snow cones. And I... How do I drink this? Uh... Very carefully. Yeah, the the snowball fills up the entirety of the rocks glass. And yeah, so you cannot drink it without putting your lip directly on ice. But that's, I feel like that's part of the experience. <laughs> the experience. There's, there's a multi-layer experience to the actual drink itself. That experience apparently involved getting completely numb, but at least there was bourbon. Do we think of uh, bourbon as, see, I think of bourbon as being a cold weather kind of thing. I mean, I will drink a bourbon old-fashioned press all summer at my supper clubs, yeah. but Generally, I think of brown spirits in the winter and white spirits in the summer, which is not necessarily a seasonal thing. It's just because I want a reason to switch. Like, I'm not hardcore about it, but it's fun to be like, oh, no, it's white spirit season. What's well, like, what is it like white? Is it before or after Labor Day that you're not supposed to wear white? After. It's, it's like that, where it's a... It's arbitrary but fun. Exactly. In the spirit of arbitrary but fun, we decided to set some parameters around what makes a holiday drink a holiday drink. I see cranberry. I see warm spices. So we have Mexican spices in the Christmas Carol Barrel. Mm-hmm. We see nutmeg. In a lot of like the, there's a lot of creaminess. I was thinking about this the other day, where it's there's a certain like the holiday brings out that kind of uh, <clears throat> indulgence, and like you can go through a bottle of Kahlua. 
you know, or Irish cream. I, I've always associated Irish cream with like Christmas morning. Yes. As a as an adult. I agree. I would also say something that like things that are indulgent, things that are I mean they're kind of like milk or cho- like things like hot chocolate has milk in it. Yeah. It's like very smooth and soothing. In this list, we also have another category of Christmas slash holiday drinks, which is the pine tree. Yes. Things tasting like Christmas yeah. trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think of like a like like a weird like Hawaiian Christmas type thing with like a palm tree that's got the lights in it? Um, yeah. Which is uh, which brings me to my drink. Ooh. Which is? Uh, I am drinking the Yippie Kai Yay Mother Father. Which I'm sure this will be bleeped out at some form or other. Uh, but uh, fans of the film Die Hard will recognize that as one of the catchphrases. Uh, yeah. And it is very delicious. It's, uh, it's very, in a very coconutty. Santa's pants. It is in Santa's pants. It's purple. <laughs> it, is, it is a very vibrant purple. The purple comes from um, the purple yams that are in there. And it's got three different kinds of rum. And it's got pineapple and, uh, and this coconut uh, or, orgeat. Orgeat? Orgeat. Orgeat. I think it's orgeat. Orgeat. And it's usually almond. Yes. But I was wondering if there was anything on here that had peppermint. Because I feel like peppermint is also very much a holiday flavor. Although It is. And you've got like discussed- the, the brown butter and cinnamon with the jingle, bell, jingle balls nog. I think I might be. I'm eyeing the the bad Santa for my second the drink, which has the uh, has date infused oat milk as part of its recipe. Which two things in this that I think qualify it as a holiday sort of drink is yep. the warm spices in the black chai tea mm-hmm. and the fact that it's hot. Yep, I like a nice hot drink. Yeah, yeah. The mulled wine that we were mentioning earlier at Willie, no, the Weary Traveler. Yes, the grog at the Weary oh. Traveler, which is really good. It is the platonic ideal of crockpot usage. Yes. The application of crockpots to this is absolutely perfect. Just let it simmer. I don't know, you can get, um, or at least like, I saw it last year, I assume it's still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get like a mulling spices at the, at, at the co-op, I know. It's in their drive-ins. I don't want to put all the different components together for a mulling spice. I probably have them, nope. but I'm too lazy. I would rather just buy a thing that says mulling spices. Yeah. The koala la 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 la, which is how I ordered it before. Uh, It does have this sort of piney character to it. I hope any of this is usable. (laughs) Finally, we got to the eggnog. It was not something that we were going to order at first because it seemed kind of basic, but it turned out to be our favorite thing of the night. That's the highlight right there. That's so good. Yeah, it's really good. And I love it, like, right right as you were saying, like, these are all kind of, like, for all their fancy ingredients, there's a lot of, like, one-note vibes. And then I was like, oh, no, no, <laughs> this has got, like, <laughs> I mean, this really does, like, work. I mean, it feels like a very complex cocktail, but also hits all of those, like, Christmassy feelings. Yeah, like, this is the elevated version of an eggnog. We did an eggnog tasting last year. I remember. Eggnog is very divisive. Yes, it's like it's the, the candy corn of Christmas drinks. A couple minutes passed and it just got better. The eggnog There's is There's brown incredible. butter and cinnamon fat washed cognac. Cognac? Cognac. Cognac. Brown butter and cinnamon fat washed cognac. Cognac. <laughs> cognac. <laughs> Amontillado sherry, which is my favorite kind of sherry. 
almond milk, which means it is, well, no. Almond it's not, milk. It's not, because you got the cream See, and the, the egg. Is, having the almond milk is going to give you, a, yeah. like, nutty kind of flavors yep. that are going to reinforce the nuttiness in the sherry. Sherry is really nutty. Right? But then you've got cream, I just, the cream, sugar, egg. This is cookies. Cream, sugar, egg, vanilla. And it comes in a small cup, which is the kind of thing that I would totally, like, this to me would be, like, done. The cinnamon and the nutmeg in it. Yeah. No, it's really good. Yeah, the Jingle Ball Nog wins. This podcast is brought to you by Exact Sciences. Join the Madison-based team working to lead earlier cancer detection. Visit exactsciences.com to view the company's hundreds of open jobs. So here we are back in the podcasting studio, and we have no alcohol in front of us. It's a, it's a, it's a shame. It's a tragedy. It absolutely is. Shakespearean, <laughs> in fact. I was having a lot of fun just now uh, comparing the old menus for the Miracle on King pop-up to the current one. Mm-hmm. Things that they've gotten rid of or changed. Um, it's and evolution I, over time. It's evolution, yeah. Because this is, I think, the third year mm-hmm. for the pop-up and now they have them at like a hundred bars all over the country now where did the miracle on uh, enter your street yeah um where did that start i think it started at a bar in new york okay and then they branded it because they're smart Mm-hmm. yeah but the the um original bourbon in the old-fashioned I think was gingerbread at first and now it's a caramelized pecan bourbon that's that snowball old-fashioned with the massive ball of ice in it and they still have like molasses and wormwood bitters and stuff in there the same other elements but they changed what they made the bourbon with or they infused it with or whatever I I I I had some concerns about that (laughs) old-fashioned I was so cold you were your lip was going numb it was very unpleasant yeah yeah, it, it was buttery. There was something that yes. there, there, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it tasted fine. I'm not even complaining about the drink itself. It was just the fact that it was advertised as being an old fashioned. Oh, and you were expecting a Wisconsin old fashioned, not a New York old yes. fashioned. Yes. Yeah, that's a difference, right? Yeah. I my main complaint was that I I was just my face was going numb. That's the most unpleasant part. Like when you're a kid and you're trying to get the very last soda at the very bottom and you don't have a straw and you're just like, don't hit me in the face, don't hit me in the face. And, and then, it always hits you in the teeth. It's always it's always uh, gonna yeah right. It's very just unpleasant. even even thinking about that. You kind of like Ugh. the Santa Rex was very appley, but more apple juice and apple cider at least yes. at first. Um, we both really loved the nog. Yeah, the nog was the best. Yeah, I love that nog. Yeah. That was really good. Okay, so what kind of cocktails say holidays to you? To me, in in my family, Christmas Day has always involved – well, not always, once I was of drinking age um, – has, has, has involved um, like Irish cream or Kahlua in coffee, just some kind of like very – Delicious, like uh, you know, very rich, alcoholy, but not crazy, uh, like coffee drinks, and you do that while you're while you're opening your stockings and all that kind of stuff. And it feels decadent because you don't. I don't normally drink in the morning with my coffee. Yeah, <laughs> not usually. Not usually. <laughs> I mean, save it for the weekends at the very least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But oh, that sounds really comforting and it's warm. It's really great. Yeah. I 
I was working on a story several years ago, and um, I had a, a local bartender show me the recipe for his mulled wine. Ooh. And ever since then, I have made a version of that mulled wine because when I go home for the holidays, I have a bunch of friends over from high school mm-hmm. that I went to high school with, people who are still around or back for the holidays. Yeah. And we all get together at my mom's house, and we have uh, I have a big old pot of mulled wine, and I sometimes have an extra crock pot of the mulled wine, too. And I make this big, big batch of it, and people just drink it like it's water. And it's so good. Is it the kind of – like, is it is it a secret recipe? Is it the kind of thing that you, that you could post on – on the website, share with our with our listeners. Or? I definitely can. Okay, yeah, I I'll, think I'll dig it out. I'm I'm really intrigued. Like, does it actually break down the exact mix that goes into the spice mix? I mean, like how how granular? I guess that's a yeah unintended pun. So but. you put in I I have it's been a year since I made it because it's. Oh, it's coming around again. Um, But off the top of my head, I know that there's cinnamon sticks in it. I know that I take an orange and I stick it with the cloves because cloves are sharp. So you can stick it in the rind of the orange and then just drop your half orange in or whatever. Um, And then bottles of wine. Oh, bottles of wine. There's allspice. Yeah. Um, So, and there's star anise that looks like little stars. And then I will, I think it has port and brandy. In, in addition yeah. to wine, so I mean, the more the merrier at this point. It's, it's really the, good. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is boozy. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's yeah. delicious. I learned my lesson. I I don't want it, you don't want to start it too soon because you don't want it to reduce. Oh, and like almost turn into like a like a like a jelly or it will get, well, <laughs> no, that? it just gets really concentrated. Yeah, and you just want to be aware. Also, alcohol will evaporate. Sure, you know, so I you want to want to maximize the amount that you're. Yeah. Consuming, but that's that's very much a holiday drink for me now that mm-hmm. I like a lot. I will say an unexpected holiday drink that has come up in my family around Christmas is a Moscow Mule. Interesting. Yeah, my huh. uncle learned how to make them and got really into it, and so never every year we have Uncle Jim's Moscow Mules. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah, where in the in the spectrum of holiday drinks for you does a Tom and Jerry fit in? Oh, see that I did not grow up in Tom and Jerry culture. So, I didn't either. But yeah, I, I came here, and there's only a handful of places that have Tom and Jerry's on the menu. A few of them. Yeah, but I know that you can get like at at High V. Yes. they make the, the Tom and Jerry mix there in their bakery, and they call it like a batter. Yeah, which it kind of I mean like it tastes like it has the, like the same batter consistency. You put it in the freezer, and then it it it's almost like um like fluffer. Nutter. What's the like like the, the marshmallow? Jarred marshmallow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was actually uh, one of the drinks from Miracle Pop Ups Past had marshmallow in it, and I think it had marshmallow and Budweiser, if I remember right. <laughs> that sounds terrible. I know there are so many combinations that you think, oh, is that going to work? Clearly, someone made it, said yes, and then they put it on the list. So I don't know. I don't know whose judgment I trust that there. That doesn't sound good. No. That uh-uh. sounds, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I certainly would try it. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I certainly would try it. I really associate strongly peppermint with holidays and holiday cocktails. And so having like peppermint schnapps to put in my coffee or oh, my yeah. hot chocolate, like, oh, I yeah. like that. And I probably won't use it the rest of the year. See, I'm, I, Always like the peppermint flavored cream and things like that that go in the coffee. I'll that's a year round thing for me. I'll, I'll stock up on the peppermint bark, mocha, something or other. It's a yeah. As I was going through the archive looking for some resources mm-hmm. and ideas today, I found some stuff that was about 
St. Patrick's Day, and it was like, it's time for green food. And I thought, oh, God. It, I mean, sure. Yeah. I just don't feel like the green food that I was thinking of, like spinach, is actually what that was referencing. I, I, I don't think so. No. I think it's artificially green. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. I did a salute column back in 2012, the headline of which is, like Christmas in your mouth. <laughs> I mean, it's that's that's something. Yeah. It, I mean, is that the one that uh, opened with you talking about uh, the fruitcake yes. cocktail? Yeah, yeah. The fruitcake cocktail is uh, brandy, Cointreau, which is orange, amaretto, which is like cherry almond, and lemon, sweetened with two kinds of cherries, topped with a cube of crystallized ginger, and named the fruitcake. I mean, it sounds good on paper. I feel like I would. It would. Give me cavities instantly. I can't remember for the article. Did you actually try one of these? Oh yeah, I tried. I think I tried most of them. Yeah. Um, there's one that involves Jim Beam Red Stag, which is a black cherry whiskey. Yeah, yeah. Your face is saying exactly what That's I was thinking. Not, I don't. <laughs> Let's not do that. No. Uh, there's also one with ca- uh, candy cane. No, it's called a candy cane. There's also one called a candy cane that has cake vodka in it. And I feel whoa, like that's whoa, the whoa, kind whoa, whoa. of thing. I, I I feel like we need to have like an entire episode that just is exploring <laughs> the concept of cake, cake vodka, vodka, which is that uh, I don't. How do you even? Is it like just birthday cake flavored vodka? Yes. All right. So I would imagine like vanilla and what are the other flavors that go into birthday cake? But it's like I mean sugar. Vanilla it's just and sugar. Gonna be, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. just like a hangover surprise. <laughs> oh boy. Not even like a surprise. Yeah, it just sounds like a mess. My cousins like to troll all of us with um is it goldschlager that's i was thinking because like with the or jaeger with the cake vodka i would think there'd be like sprinkles in the bottom of it like the flakes of gold and goldschlager mm-hmm. yeah i feel like they it was jaeger or goldschlager and then for a while it's been like a flavored vodka i have learned it's never a good idea to do shots with your family ever they'll tell you that it's just for fun and it's all in good spirits and it's not true <laughs> It's not true because whatever you say or do, they will tease you for the rest of your life. Yeah. Yes. It's, and it's just going to be attached to that, that holiday moment. But I used to love – so when I got married, I discovered my father-in-law's Bailey's Irish cream that he would make himself. Ooh. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. So I got the recipe and I made it one year. It makes a lot of, I guess, just Irish cream. And it involves uh, like sweetened condensed milk. Okay. There's, I think there's egg in it, but I think there's also a lot of booze. Yeah. It's been a little while since I made it, but uh, it tastes great. It is boozy and fatty and sweet. That's, but that's, that's what I want yeah. from a, a holiday drink. There's something about the holidays where I, I stop caring about calories. <laughs> I stop caring about my bank account. Yes. I stop caring about, you know, alcohol. And there's just like, it, it's a, the window, like, like the week of Christmas all the way through New Year's Eve is just it I don't want to say debauched because there's a certain innocence to it, but it's that same just there like like the the brakes just are off. <laughs> you know? Like you're just going. So yeah. I love putting fun things in hot chocolate and having a lot more hot chocolate than I would normally have the rest of the year. Are you a little marshmallow person or a big marshmallow person? Ooh, little. Okay. Because sometimes they get kind of a little stale and the texture changes and I'm fine with it. I agree. Because it gets gets kind of dry. Yeah. 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 I like that. Absolutely. I also like the really tiny fake marshmallows that come in packets. Oh, Oh, those are the best. 
Those are really those good. Those are the best. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why, why don't they just package those separately? They should. They totally should. I mean, I would just, like, it's the... They've done the uh, like the marshmallows only boxes of uh, Lucky Charms. I think they have. I that sounds right. That seems like a thing. That, but they certainly haven't done it where it's just the brand bits, whatever from the <laughs> from the Lucky Charms. So, yeah, that's a brilliant idea. This. We're we're on to something. It. We're on to something. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I like a nice uh, like the peppermint stick in. Oh yes. In the hot chocolate mm-hmm. is always a nice little thing. I timed it up perfectly. I didn't intend to, but I, I I happened to be on State Street on Saturday when all of the Santas oh. biked up the street. Nice. And one of them handed me, while they were stopped at a stoplight, just handed me a little candy cane. It was like the sweetest little thing. It See, was nice. Yeah. You could just put that in your cocktail. Sounds really? great. You had a warm cocktail at the I Miracle. I did. It was in Santa's head. That's one thing I like about this place is all, all of the cups are different. Yes. Very distinct. Some of them are absolutely crazy. Because the one in Santa's pants, I think, was purple. Yes. That one was very coconutty. Very tiki. Yes. It was almost like chewy with like the coconutty likeness yes. of it. Um, yeah. And that was, it was really good. I think we were talking about it. It sounded like a, um, kind of like, like Malibu like vibe almost. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that was really good. And then the hot one, what was the name of the hot one? It was called the Bad Santa. That's right. That's the one that uh, neither of us really liked. It had date-infused oat milk and Batavia a rock. Yes. It's, which is just already feels very fussy uh, on, on a menu that's full of very fussy drinks. But it was – something about it just ended up being almost medicinal. Very. And it wasn't like hot. It was like – like a few degrees above lukewarm, right. maybe. There was something about it that just was not, and I, I'm, 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 I'm going to have to assume that that was the ideal preparation and 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 delivery. The the aesthetic appreciation of it was 100. percent So, uh, yeah, did not do anything. I I was fine to drink it. I think I did end up finishing it, just because I can't leave things on a table. <laughs> and and you you were not having it at no, all. No, I was yeah. like, no, give that. To someone else, I don't want it. I, the I'm looking at the 2017 menu for the Miracle yes. pop up, and the Bad Santa. They had it was hot that year too, mm-hmm. and it was mulled red wine with port and orange. That sounds so much better. That sounds so much better. Like that is a that is a bad good. It's a good bad Santa. A good bad Santa. A good bad Santa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my final yes. suggestion would be. So there's an event coming up December 28th at Stateline Distillery. Robert Simonson is coming to town and he's mm-hmm. touring with his new book about the martini. And I bought tickets. Well, I bought a ticket for myself. And <laughs> I am going <laughs> to this martini thing and I'm going to ha- hear him talk about like the beauty of a perfect martini. Are there going to be samples? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think we're going to be all drinking martinis while we listen to him talk about martinis. And it comes with a copy of the book. I think tickets are like 25 or 30 bucks and it, it like includes your book and your cocktail and whatever. And I'm very much looking forward to it. But that's Stateline, December 28th to Saturday. Uh, I think it's in the afternoon. It sounds wonderful. Yeah. So I'm pumped about that. And that's going to be, I think, my holiday cocktail for 2019. Yeah. Do you have a favorite martini in Madison? Ooh, good question. So if I wanted uh, to have a martini – just because I love the vibe at Smokies. Okay. I really like Smokies. 
Uh, they have a lot of things that I don't think anybody would classify as a martini anymore, like things with lots of liqueurs. Little and, frou-frou, kind yeah. of all these little ads and yeah. add-ins. And, yeah. But I there's a Martini Bob Perry was this, you know, longtime bartender there. Yeah. And Seems like the kind of place that have a drink named after yeah. a bartender. Yeah. So I really like the martinis there just because it's part of the vibe. Are they the best martinis in Madison? Who knows? Um, but I think a perfectly made martini is easy at somewhere like Robin Room, Mint Mark, any place that does a good cocktail yeah. merchant. Yeah. I really like the um, the late night at uh, – or I mean not, not the late night. I have it all the time um, – at Tornado Room. Yeah. Because they have the blue cheese stuffed olives. Oh, yeah. Which, so good. Yeah. So a martini for 2019. A martini for 2019. All right. Or even the tail end of <laughs> – oh, no. A martini for 2020. A martini for 2020 as well. Love it. This has been The Corner Table, a podcast about food and drink in Madison, Wisconsin, produced by the Capital Times. Our music was composed by Patrick Christians. Subscribe to The Corner Table wherever you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. The Corner Table is one of many podcasts made in the studio. We have ongoing releases from Cap Times Idea Fest and Cap Times Talks. Check out Jesse Opoyan on the political podcast Wedge Issues on Fridays. We share a studio with the guys from Center Stage at the State Journal, so check them out too. I am Lindsay Christians, food editor of the Cap Times, and I am a co-host of this podcast with Chris Lay. This week, my wish for you is a German pancake, also known as Dutch Baby, which is traditional Christmas eating in my house. Cheers, and we will see you in the new year. This podcast has been brought to you by Exact Sciences Corporation, the makers of Colaguard. Once again, be sure to learn more at exactsciences.com.